I'm Ted Luckin. I've been at the RNLI station here at Cromer since 1960. I joined uh, on the invitation of the two coxswains here, Shrimp Davis and uh, Tuna Harrison. If you were not involved with the fishing fraternity, you would not be invited to, to join. I was appointed tractor driver, tractor maintenance mechanic, and I was also winchman on number one on the pair. In 1963, they closed number two station and replaced it with a D-class, and I was appointed senior helmsman. There was very little paperwork, no health and safety. I had to provide my own thigh boots and the waterproofs were very poor, but the clothing improved year on year and ended up quite good. I got to meet Henry Blogg in 1946 as I used to repair his crab boat engine. The boat was Britannia V and he went to sea in it with Henry Shrimp Davis who became Cromer Coxon when Henry Blogg retired. Henry Blogg was a very good seaman, a very unassuming person. He trusted all his crew and they trusted him the same. Under his bust in the boathouse, that says that he was one of the bravest men who ever lived. That says ourselves on there. He was an extremely brave man, a very able fisherman and a good seaman, obviously, he'd been in the life. During the summer, he used to have beach huts or, or deck chairs on the, on the beach. And if people went to deck chairs, they might mention, he would talk to them, if they asked him about it, he would talk to them in a casual manner. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say, I'm a cock, I'm a, I'm a Henry Blog, I'll do that. They would say, Mr. Plug, I understand you was a coxswain. Can you tell me what your last tune and what difficulties you had? And he would talk in a in a matter-of-fact manner. One one he done we got medal for that was a a, a, a barge with full of tiles, which uh, was only about a hundred meters off the ship with that heavy big seas and uh, the two people on, on, the, on the boat, this barge, they climbed up into the rigging and the only way he could get them off was he drove the boat onto the boat, onto it, under, under the, where they were up in the rigging. One of them jumped in the boat straight away, by that time the boat got washed away. He then went on again and got the other bloke on and he dropped in the boat and then they, they then came out onto the beach instead of going back on the pier well it was too bad to launch on to go back on the pier he come on the beach and laid on the beach and the folks were caught so that would make a marked uh, impression on the, the, the general public here. We used to use one maroon for the ILB 
and we used two maroons for the ALB. There was two maroons fired. I left work and went to the pier boathouse and met the coxswain at the doorway. He said, Ted, we have a problem. If we launch the ALB, there is too much swell to rehouse and we will have to go to Yarmouth Harbour and leave it there and come back by taxi, 30 odd miles. He said, can you launch the ILB? I said, yes, I've been in rougher seas than this. He said he would then come with me and another oil crew member who was there, so we launched the ILB. The casualty was a local crab boat. He had his oar up with a bamskin tied to it. Bamskin was, is the apron they wore when they were at sea. Uh, 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 you know, it's all skin apron. They had all these on, whatever, but that used to, and so all the crab stuff, and they've got that bamskin, but they was a square like that. They used to tie that right at the top and stand the oar up in the boat. That's the only way they could alert themselves in those days to that they was in trouble. We arrived at the casualty at Bad Mile Out. I went aboard and discovered they had a fire aboard. It was caused by a short circuit on the wiring of the ignition and charging system. I then proceeded to remove all the burnt wiring and found a piece of wire about two foot long and I connected this from the battery to the switch side of the coil. I then shorted the starter solenoid with my knife. It started immediately. I then run ashore, followed by the ILB. We returned them, we helped them to get the boat onto carriage. Then we relaunched the boat ILB into the surf and returned to the boathouse. Washed down, rehoused and made ready for service. Job done. I, I've done everything down there, uh, uh, including I, uh, when the head launcher was not available, I used to be the head launcher. So I, I think I recovered the boat 95% of the time. There was, in them, in them, in them days, there was only two of us who were winch, uh, winch drivers. So consequently, I, I either him or me, you always had to remain in town uh, in, in in the area. Well, I was fortunate enough because I, I worked in garage and then I worked at British Telecom. So I was fortunate, I was always within uh, 200 yards of the sea, really. You're sort of helping people who can't help themselves. Wind surface, uh, children in, 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 in lilos, uh, people going out too far and can't get back, uh, boats become dismastered, uh, all manner of, and you just you're just doing things, and and with and and, and all the life, all the all the fishermen were used to that life of going, and and and, and that's why in them days we never put oilies now on. If I was in the Norway, we did every wish, chuck them in the boat and get away. That's me six. That's the sixty years, and as you see, as you can scribe round the edge, there ain't many people get them.
this this one what we have got is uh, awarded for people who had done sufficient time for the Jubilee. And uh, I don't know that much, but that's a normal thing they hand out. But you don't, don't every, everyone on the station, not, there's only about 12 of us got there, all told. You seem like a very modest person, and I know you don't do it for medals, but um, do you feel proud of all these years that you've racked up and all the help? Well, I think I, I, I think I've done well. Uh, I ain't I done for any monetary gain, and I know I've got a couple of three medals. I give my daughters when they happen to be. And up here, you can see when I retired, that's uh, that's um, oil paint of me. Done, uh, uh, given me by the crew, and all, all on the back, and signed all the crew at that time. That's in uh, 2000, the year 2000. That's when I actually retired from the point of view of operation. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Forces collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.